is the Flabbergasted Podcast, where we just can't believe you haven't seen it. Every episode, we discuss a movie that one of us has seen and the other hasn't. Follow us on Instagram at FlabberPod and subscribe in your podcast app of choice. I'm your host, Jessica. Let's get to it. Today, we're going to talk about Molly's Game. Molly's Woo. Game is a 2017 film directed by Aaron Sorkin. It's two hours right. and 20 minutes long. It is the true story of Molly Bloom, an Olympic class skier who ran the world's most exclusive high stakes poker game and became an FBI target. Interesting things of note before we get into it is that this Ooh, movie trivia is a little mix of true story and fiction. Sure. Embellishment. Yeah. Yes. So, Rogie, what did you what did you know anything about this movie going into it? I knew nothing about this movie going into it. I feel like I had heard the title said out loud before around when it was coming out. Is that at all the same time period when um, the imitation game, the Benedict Cumberbatch movie where he plays Alan Turing, are those the same time period at all? I got them. I think that I was like Molly's game. I've seen that. But then also I thought it was kind of like Sophie's choice just because of the phrasing woman's name, singular short noun. Okay. That's very interesting. Um, also the imitation game came out in 2014. So three years okay. later, but in that time range you were doing mm-hmm. what? So you might not have really paid that much attention. I was still teaching school. Yeah. yeah. So that is, that at least gives you an idea of how aware of this film I was at the time. So I don't remember where I saw this. Like if I saw it in the theater or mm-hmm. at home, I am an, Oh, I'm, I'm being told by our peanut gallery that I saw it in Chicago. Jeremy, if you want to be on the pod, come on the pod. We saw this on New Year's Eve. Let's watch um, Lord of the Rings together. That's the movie we saw. Oh my gosh. Such a story. We saw this movie on New Year's Eve in Chicago when we went up with my mom and dad for a wedding that they were going, that they were invited to. And we're like, Mm -hmm. let's just go to Chicago with them. It'll be fun. And it was freezing cold. The coldest temperatures ever. That's an exaggeration. It was so cold. Like my phone battery dropped. It was crazy. Because of how cold it was? Yeah. Like that was a thing. But Interesting. Anyways. We you just, strike me as someone that's always cold. That's also true. Yeah. But my phone isn't always cold. It's just a vibe people give off. You're one of those cold people. I'm always hot. But we saw this movie because it's an Aaron Sorkin movie. And Aaron Sorkin mm-hmm. did shows like The West Wing, West Wing, Studio yeah, Studio Sixty, Sports Night. He also did The Social Network, which is not right. not my favorite movie. Um, and we really liked him. So I haven't seen it. Oh darn it! Let's we might have to do Aaron that Sorkin one. month. Aaron Sorkin month. So I remember seeing it. We loved it, obviously, and it's a really good movie. I would recommend it. So what is? Wait. Social network? Mm. Mm, I don't think it's worth it. Full on cannot hear you right now, Jeremy. So he, he's, he's thinking that we don't know if it was released in 2017 or 2018. There's discrepancies in the interwebs reporting. My brief Googling, I thought it was 2017. That's I've what I have I've been telling people too. it was a 2017 film starring Jessica Chastain. 
and Idris Elba. Let's not forget him. Starring is a stretch for Idris Elba. <laughs> he is not in the movie as much as one of my notes is I wish there was more Idris Elba. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, OK, breaking it down, it opens with voiceover. How do you feel about voiceovers? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine with voiceover. I have one of my notes is that. It, I mean, it's a, a part of the voiceover that's much later, but I, it, I compared it to Ocean's Eleven a little bit in that way. When George Clooney is like explaining kind of the heist or like the steps leading into the heist while you're watching something else. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it does a good job of like making me feel like I'm tracking. I'm like, yes, be- yep, you're saying what I'm thinking, right? It's I'm on the same page as you voiceover, even if I'm not totally on the same page. I feel like it would not have gone as smoothly without the voiceover to help me process mm-hmm. everything that I was seeing because yeah, there was so much going on and it was it was either kind of slow or like super fast. Yeah. And it was jumpy between the timelines between the two timelines. There was some jumping and then there's a third timeline in there that doesn't get brought up very much. You forget about the third timeline. Yeah. So how did you feel about the jumping back and forth? I'm fine with jumping back and forth. I don't have a problem with it. Um, like in terms of understanding it, that's one of Rachel's big things is she does not like flashback flash forward movies, movies that it turns out were entirely a flashback, that kind of thing. She hates it. So I, the problem I had in this one was that I wanted, I just wanted more of the Idris Elba storyline. It just left me wanting. I was like, I don't care. This other one, it seems like I know where we're going. And so we're kind of belaboring the point of the, of the main timeline. So fun fact for all of you listeners at home, Rachel texted me and was like, Molly's game was good. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. So just, just throwing that out there. I thought you were going to say, and she was like, but it's a flashback movie. No, she was like, she liked it. And I was like, Ooh, good. Tell me, tell Mm -hmm. me you got any good stuff for the podcast. So yeah, it was good. But so we, this is the funny thing about the the, all girl version of you and Rachel doing flabbergasted. What's that called? Flabber girl stood. <laughs> I like it. Huh? That's just off the top of my head. We we could do that. We could have a Rachel day. So I have this whole FBI raid thing always mm-hmm. kind of through me because you you aren't expecting that, right? And it happens in the beginning, sort of the yeah. beginning ish. What mm-hmm. did you get what was going on at that point in the movie? I definitely thought that it was like she'd gotten swatted or something. Like I didn't think that it was sincere. I thought that it was like someone just trying to get to her. Yeah. And so I was a little confused. Like you just kept being like, well, I don't understand. You don't have any, like, how did you get here? Like you don't have any money at all. They took everything. They can't just take everything like for free and never give any of it back. Like it was a little, some of the legal machinations of the IRS just, snatching up all of her funds and real estate or whatever was a little confusing. So I would have thought, and obviously I have literally nothing to base this on, but I kind of would have thought like your accounts would be frozen and that's not the same as showing that, I guess maybe it shows like your available balance is zero, Mm -hmm. but your actual balance is like a lot of money. Well, it's like he said, like they arrested her in like LA or something. And then she had to fly to, New York, like for arraignment, like the yeah. next day. And so it seems like they should give, they should leave a, a per diem in there, like a, an itinerary amount in there for you. Like it's not reasonable. It's an unreasonable search and seizure. Which she was saying later on in the movie is kind of the point. Yeah. Okay. So they're trying to screw her. We get to, 
so much stuff. I love this, but the first introduction of after her ski life and she moves to LA and she starts setting up the game. And what did you Which think? Which is skipping the skiing. I have notes on the skiing. Oh, tell me your notes on the skiing. What did you love about the skiing? Um, my first note, I don't know what I expected like out of this movie, but I did not expect it to start just with sports, full on sports, like sports center. We're doing sports today. I was like, this is a sports movie, a sport. Okay. All right. <laughs> a downhill skiing movie. I know what slalom means. I don't. Um, I did see it's just it's just the back and forth and oh, you got to okay. you there's the flags you have to go between the gates. Well, that's what I really mm-hmm. appreciated about the voiceover is that she like I don't have to know about skiing. Right. Yep. And they track the line for you. And, and obviously I don't know like about the details of the whatever, but um, generally I know what Slala means. And um, I, I did see the injury come in. I knew she was going to get hurt. Yeah. Because that's it just had it was paced up too high like to be, you know, um stealthy about it like it was obvious that that was where it was going for me yeah yeah what if it was still rough like, an accident ugh. like i mean i actually don't know but it seemed very fluky oh what happened yeah just like all the conditions were met just yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah it was rough okay so she wakes up she's like i don't know what i'm doing because yeah. obviously she's trained every day multiple hours a day for this and she can't really do it anymore. So I imagine that leaves a bit of a hole in your life where you're like, what am I going to do? No clue. Yeah. And then she goes and works for Dean who is, can we just say like the worst? Yeah. He's a douche. I, I was interested in the fact that there's narration in those sections is because this is her telling these stories to Idris Elba, right? Yes. Or like they're out of her book. Yeah. And so then it becomes clear to us later that she has selectively edited those stories and that made for an interesting presentation. Like as it's happening, you're just getting first names and you're getting like names of companies cut out and things like that. And player X. Yes. And so like, as it's happening, you're like, Oh, this is like, this is a vibe. Like this is a thing that they're trying to do. And it makes me feel, it makes everything feel a little more plasticky, but like in an intentional way. I don't know. Yeah, I, Yeah, Dean was the worst, but I mean, he knew what he was like. He wasn't trying to not be the worst. He was like aware that he He was was the worst. He was unapologetically himself. Yeah. Which in one sense, good for him, but also you're horrible. We do. I did have a note here when one, she's so freaking quick at those numbers. Mm -hmm. Like at the first game, she's just throwing these numbers around. She knows exactly. I'm not very great at math. Like. I mean, I'm not horrible at it, but I like to verify my answers. I'm not going to be throwing math off the top of my head. We know this from playing Dutch Blitz the other day. Not not my thing. But I did write down, it was so relatable when she says, I showed him what a spreadsheet was. And he's like, you're keeping track of all of the, I don't remember what he called it. You're keeping track of that? She's like, yeah, it's in the spreadsheet. And he's- The book, where's the book? Where's your book? He's like, so, what is that word? Skeptical about it. And- yeah. I relate so hard because I, I am good at spreadsheets and I am good at like data Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't know why you wouldn't use a spreadsheet to do that. Yeah. Other than for literal security purposes, right? Because it's the push and pull of like, I don't want to leave a a physical paper trail, but in 2023 doing it on a spreadsheet is more of a paper trail. You know, it's a digital paper trail in a different kind of way. Yeah. 
and those yeah, blackberries. I, I agree man. that I thought that they were doing a good job of making her seem smart in that section. Like yes. she was, she was just whip, whip, like boom, 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 you know, getting him the bagels and figuring stuff out and doing the, and she's like learning the poker stuff quickly um, in a way that endears you to her. Yeah, I agree. I wish I could learn stuff that quickly. Okay. So she gets the game, gets that. She moves it to the, the hotels. Yep. And you start seeing the other people coming in. What did you think yeah. about player X and his whole vibe? I liked Michael Sarah. I thought it was good. I didn't see it coming that he was going to full on turncoat on her, but they did a good job of it being like a pattern. The one of my issues with this movie is I don't know what it's about really. Like, I don't, like what movie is it? You know, mm-hmm. is it like a, this kind of movie or that kind of movie? And so there's points where I was like, Oh, this is a daddy issues movie. And then it turns out that it's, and then there's just no daddy for a long time. And it comes back in the end. And then it was for a while here when Dean, Dean accuses her of sleeping with the players. And then later Michael Sarah kind of does too. He does the same, like mm-hmm. well, you flirt with everyone else, but not with me. I was like, Michael Sarah, I thought you were the, I thought you were better than that. Him pretending to not know why it was a big deal that he was staking the other players. Like that's clearly not okay. Right. And so it became a, Oh, this is about a really smart, attractive woman overcoming sexism in a male dominated field kind of ironic sort of way. Like oh, like a reversal of expectations, and then it kind of was about that, then it kind of wasn't, and so then about two thirds of the way through, I was like, oh, this is like based on a book, so this isn't a, it's not about any of these things. This is just like her telling her experiences, kind of in a way that makes her seem smarter than she is. In a way that makes her seem smarter than she is. I'm assuming so. I'm assuming she's not like an actual full on genius. She could be smart. I don't know. She was so, I mean, it's a movie. It's an Aaron Sorkin movie character. She's like crazy, snappy, witty. She was like actually a Gilmore girl. Like it's not, you can't, you don't, you can't just go boom, boom that like that fast with comebacks and stuff. Something that I didn't notice the first time I watched it. Actually, maybe I did. It was a while ago, but anyways, rewatching it is when she says, waiting for the call that I knew was going to happen. Yeah. And she says that I think it's three times, right? When she, when Dean fires her, when player X takes the game. Mm-hmm. And then when she thinks the mob guys are going to call right. her. And up. she just got lucky because they all got arrested. Yes. Yeah, which was, was crazy. Okay. So I don't want to jump too far ahead. Right, all right, the crazy stuff around. happens. Player X takes the game. She moves to New York and mm-hmm. she decides she's going to do it there. And then what I really like about that part is she starts, for lack of a better term, networking with these other ladies and pulls them in. And they're all smart, too. Right. That's when it's like Ocean's 8 meets Rounders or something like it becomes. That's that's the height of that's what this movie is about is it's about smart ladies one upping the guys sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I don't remember. The stakes were too high, though. That was there. It was hubris. They flew too close to the sun. Oh, she yeah. like she like quintupled the stakes instead of a ten thousand dollar game. It was like a two hundred thousand dollar game or something. I was like, that's not because she I wanted to get back You're at Claire X, who wanted to raise the stakes. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She did. Like she pushed for it. What I don't remember when this scene shows up in the chronological order of the movie, but when it flashbacks to like the home scene of her dad, yeah, doing those questions. Mm-hmm. That's one of those times I'm like. Where's this coming back around? I'm not sure I follow. Like I knew it was significant. Are you talking about at the bottom of the hill 
when she's like, I'm cold and tired. And he's like, oh, so you're quitting and I hate you. Or are you talking about him at the kitchen table where she's like, you're being a douche. I was talking about when he asks her the questions and you're like, okay, this is the end import. Well, he asks them early on and then they replay that scene at the end or towards the end. Gotcha. The camcorder scene. What do you think about uh, marriage and Mm -hmm. all -hmm. of that stuff? But I did bypass the scene where she, she's sledding and he's like, what's another word for tired? Yeah. And I was like, that's so freaking manipulative. It's not even. Like he's not even trying to be a good dad at any of the, him being a dad scenes. He's just being a jerk. Which is. So that's another like little hint. And they're like, okay, this is a memoir written from her perspective. Like is the basis for this film. Right. Which maybe he was a big of a jerk, but like, that's how you're going to portray it. Obviously in that context. Yeah, so then we get to New York and... Well, I didn't answer your question about the camcorder oh, scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like her Sorry. not seeing, like her saying like marriage is a sham, like brought on by society or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was setting her up as like a too smart for everything wasp, like going to be a Harvard lawyer. Like it just was playing into the, I'm a preco- I'm precociously a genius. Yeah. But also world-class athlete. Really, that's I what, thought it was like unrealistic. you're a teenager that you think you know everything. That's what yes, I but also you do know a lot. <laughs> you're a teenager that can kind of back it up. Yeah. Okay, so then we we I don't remember when that scene is, but then I'm going back to my original they showed a timeline. There times, yeah. is she's in New York. She gets more people in. How about her driver betraying her to the mobster guys? Yeah, that was. <sighs> I don't know how I felt about that in and of itself. I mean, she, she just clocked it wrong. You know, she did not realize that they were from like the mob. Well, she did, but she was like, they're not going to come after me. I'm a legit game. And she she was just so wrong. I mean, my note was like, oh no, like this is so bad. Like this is the actual mob. It's an old guy and he beat her to a pulp. Yeah. And she's, so my thing is she set everything up legally. She had, she incorporated it. She was paying her, her people. Mm-hmm. So I don't she should understand have vetted him harder. Why, well, that's one thing, but I also don't understand why she wasn't like, and maybe this is cause I'm not a criminal mastermind, but why she didn't have like a security firm transporting her cash. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. But yeah, so she gets beat up, which this, that always kind of irritates me cause it's, it was really harsh scene. Oh yeah, it is like not in the same way. Like she didn't even look through her peephole to be like, Oh, this isn't Gregor giving me the packages. This is like a mean version of Hagrid. Yeah. And then she goes down. Well, well, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but she gets all the money, gives it to him. She cleans herself up. It takes like, what did she say? They were off for two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she finds out that one of the guys, which the poet guy who, I don't know how she put up with all that stuff. You're talking about Chris O'Dowd? I think so, yeah. Who gets drunk and then he's like, he says stuff that sounds like the opening to a detective novel? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is he even doing? So then he talks about how he was an informant. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. when did you figure out how they were connected to the mob? I want to be clear, I never did. I never figured it. You're talking about the Russian mob guys? Yeah. Well, they, the Russian mob guys were introduced as how did you not know they were members of the Russian mob? Like we knew they were in the Russian mob before they came into the movie. Yes. 
And so the twist wasn't that they were in the Russian mob. The twist is that she legitimately didn't know yeah. at the very end, right? Until he. So we didn't have to think it about it that much. We were yeah. just like, oh, it's these Russian mob guys, but like they're in a fun way. They're like the fun Russian mob the, guys, the, 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 the twins and the, the one with the paintings. And I don't even know if two of them were twins, but like brothers or something. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. They were fun. It was good that Chris O'Dowd brought them over. I don't understand something. Him being an informant was what led to the sting happening. There's also a lot of bad Brad. And then he, in part of his deposition, got her and other people in the game in trouble. And then they paid off that settlement somehow. Yes. And I got lost in the weeds a little bit in the middle, in the, in a middle chunk there with like the mechanisms of what she's legally in trouble for. Okay. So bad Brad was playing in the LA game and he was getting people to invest in his business during the game, which was a fake um, investment fund basically. So he got in trouble and Uh spilled the beans about how he got all these people invested, blah, 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 and named her and named other people. Even though what she was doing was strictly legal. Yeah. Because he blamed her for enabling his gambling addiction. I, that's what I tracked. Yeah. Which she openly, which she did not do, but you can't prove that. Right. So then she had to pay a bunch of money as part of that. And then their names got named. And so that was why she was willing to put those names in the book. Yeah. But there's some of that mechanism of like, exactly. She was in a deposition. Then the book, when the, when the book did, did come out and how well did it do? And there's some of that, that, was kind of yada yada that like flew over my head a little bit. So then we go to New York and the other guys involved in the sting and he's, they're trying to, I believe they're trying to say that she laundered money for the Russian mob when she didn't actually know, but it looks like she did. Yes. Fairly. And she didn't actually know that they were in there or that they were part of the Russian mob because they're obviously not telling her. And she right. didn't vet them as well as she should have because they came over from another game is what I gathered. Yeah. So it took well, me. And she was on drugs at that point. Right. So she wasn't doing her best. She was not doing her best yeah. work anyway. Right. She was on top of her game the way she was back in LA. Yeah. How, what did you think about the whole hard drive conversation? When she's um, like, every time I change computers, I get uh, my hard drives and she's like, I'm going to go burn them. And yeah set them on dynamite and he's like no you can't do that because that's destruction of evidence or whatever well and then Idris Elba gives her his phone and is like this is collateral to prove that like I'm not going to let that stuff get given up so then yeah at a certain point it becomes she's a mart she's like a free speech martyr like she's she's gonna take the dive so that way all this information doesn't ruin the lives of all the other people but that's worth it to her from like a moral standpoint. Yeah. And it becomes, that's what the movie's about is the unjust injustice of the legal system. Yeah. But so it's couldn't, we couldn't quite decide what the movie was about. I love that. It's about all of those things though. Is it about all those things or is it about none of those things? It's about all of those things. If you walk away from this movie thinking about any single one of those things, the movie did its job. So it's a Schrodinger's movie. If you don't open the movie, then it could be all of those things simultaneously. But then once you see one of them, then it's about that thing. See, I don't, my thought is that 
if it's going to be a daddy issues movie, it should have been more of a daddy issues movie. It was like a quarter of a bunch of movies, but that doesn't mean that it became a full version of all of those movies just because none of them won out over the other ones. I have some notes that we're skipping over just some I general too, broad I totally, ones. Do you want to totally hear them? I totally forgot. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Give it to me. Um, um, sleeping with her phone in her hand. She did that several times and woke up to a call with her phone, like sitting there on her chest. I thought they called, they called back to it. And I noticed yeah. that I thought that was good. I thought Michael Sarah did a good job in the role. He was like, he does a good job as the friend guy who you're like, not worried about like coming on to you. Cause like, you're a good guy. And so like, we can like, he's the one that gets it and is like, we're together, but then he flips. And so that's effective when he flips on her. Oh Yeah. And then I thought for, I thought he might've been joking. Like I thought it was going to come back, but I never did. Um, also I think that she, the whole movie, I was like, she looks like someone. And I know that that's a bit about how like all of these redheaded actresses look the same. And it's like, Oh, it's Rachel McAdams or it's like whoever, um, or the one from the office. Who's the one from the office from the second, um, the, where she's the purse girl. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't watch the office. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, um, the one I thought that she looked like Bryce Dallas Howard. That's who I decided oh, yeah. she looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just wish she was Bryce Dallas Howard. Right. Unfortunately for Jessica Chastain, Bryce Dallas Howard has jumped her in my personal redheaded actress rankings. Oh, I don't Doing know that nothing. I can She did nothing. Either. She just fell behind Bryce Dallas Howard as part of this role because I was wishing that it was Bryce Dallas Howard from Jurassic World. Okay. I'll... Amy Adams is Jeremy. Amy saying. Adams. Yep. I think she looks like all of the rest of them. They all look the same. We go to a trivia night and they print, they'll print out for like one of the rounds is like name that celebrity and you just get a headshot of them. And sometimes it's like a famous landmark or a scene from a movie or something. But whenever it's a redhead actress, I'm like, I don't, I can't tell the difference. Like I'm, I'm face blind to all of these women who look the same to me. Oh my goodness. I'm so sad for you right now, but, but okay. Why? Because you love being able to tell the distinctions between them. I just think they're so very different. And I like, I actually like all of the actresses you just named. Except it's, in their own movies. Like I don't see them doing the same roles. I feel like there's a bit about how people think they'll look the same. There probably is. Oh, Isla Fisher and Amy Adams. They I don't know who one of those people is. She. Okay, but are hold on. Are these all the same women? Are all these, are these, the, I just Googled redheaded actress look the same. Yeah. I think this one's Jessica Chastain. I don't know who Isla Fisher is, but like also she could have been in every movie I've ever seen. I didn't know. I just thought I she was Bryce know. Dallas Howard. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this. I don't Did know what I've seen. all of your notes Isla that we Fisher. were skipping over? Amy Adams does look like Pam Beasley, Jenna Fisher though. So that's wild. Um, is that all the notes that we skipped over? Um, I guess my other notes, I just wanted more Idris Elba. Cause like he comes in and he's like, Oh, I'm Idris Elba. Like I'm a good guy, but like also <laughs> I'm kind of a bad dad for some reason. And we're just not going to mess with that subplot that much. Like what he was did- too hard. He was too hard. She was what? reminded she was getting dad flashbacks of her dad making her <laughs> write extra essays and stuff. But what did you think about when he's like, am I too hard on her? And she's like, double it. I didn't understand that. I didn't like it because I was like, no, you need to tell him to back off of it. And then, so that's I, a, one, a point where I put my phone down. And I'm like, what is this movie about? Like, I don't, I, didn't, I thought the whole point was you were going to get here. and going to be like, I can fix. We, we can stop the cycle Idris Elba and we can make sure that you're a good dad. 
Yeah, I didn't really get that part either, except. Nope, I didn't get it. That's what she was supposed to do. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, nope, I didn't get that part. I didn't agree with it. I didn't like it, but I liked the rest of it. So I don't know. That's all I had. I didn't like that. They tried to bring in her dad at the end and tried to make him more likable. I also definitely thought that she was hallucinating him when she saw him while she was ice skating. Right. Definitely did not think that was real. Like, why wouldn't he have called and said, Hey, I'm in town. What's his actor's name? Is that Dennis Quaid? It's (laughs) or Kevin Kevin, Cosner. Kevin Cosner. Okay. I think they look the same too. They both play in several baseball movies, but yes, I'm that's probably have to veto why them looking the same. What did you think? Okay. Two of my favorite scenes when the they're twins. I just Googled this. They look <laughs> the exact same. Okay. Send me what you just this. looked up so I can see it. Okay. I'm definitely sending you this one. Copy. Uh, where's copy image? copy image also i have to say just because they are like look giving the same poses and have their hair done the same way and are wearing like the same color suits and stuff that doesn't mean they look the same like to me Mm. this is like very young kevin cosner and he does not look like this anymore well also very young dennis quaid they're the same guy but if you see them now like look up 2023 side by side they do not look the same there's also someone that I think looks like Ed Harris. Oh, I was confused. Who's the, uh, who's the, who plays coach Yost? Remember the Titans? Not I've any of the actors you just named, but I can't remember his name. Remember I'm looking Titans it up. Cast. This is what you come to flabbergasted for. Okay. Okay. Why is, why is coach Yost not on the first line? Will Patton. Will Patton. He looks just like Ed Harris. That, I don't know. Ed I don't like Harris. that you say just like. I feel like if you said he looks kind of like, I would be like, yeah, he kind of does. Yeah, but that's not what I think. I think he looks just like him. I can't tell which one is which when I'm looking at these I, pictures. You don't see facial features, Rogi. Do I look like Rachel? No. Is it because I'm like shorter Rachel. than she is? Is it because what? Is it because I'm shorter than she is? No, that's not how if looking our like works. Were just like right next to each other, would you think that we look the same? No. I'm just checking. This is not even helpful. No one else is posting about Ed Harris and Will Patton looking alike. Because they don't really look alike. <laughs> okay, okay, I want to talk about my two favorite This scenes. is going to be a recurring bit. I want to be clear about that. Is that the <laughs> listeners are going to get lots more of my controversial lookalikes. And I'm going to be like... Going forward. No, no, that's not right. Right. That, that, agreed. You are going to do that and it's not going to stop me. Okay. I will speak my truth. I don't two, think I have any more notes. Two of my favorite scenes when she's in the persecutor's, persecutor's right. office, prosecutor's mm-hmm. office. Freudian slip. And he's like reading the text messages. We need Molly. Get more Molly. I'm like, what the heck are they talking? Like, I'm like, this does not contextually make sense. Yeah. They're with morons. her sitting there. Yes. And I love it. Just, just starts laughing at them. Yes. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes. And then the other one is, is further, is, sooner when he goes into the is it the arraignment and he's like switch seats with me yeah a lot of switch seats with me yes and i'm like 
obviously if I was her, I would be getting annoyed too. Cause she was a little bit like, what are you doing? Like, this is totally yeah. like w- what's going on. And then you finally get that the reason he's going to represent her because she's not a completely horrible person. Yeah. He like believes her that, that she's telling the truth. She's not just trying to get out of stuff. Jeremy, Which, this had better be a picture of Will Patton and Ed Harris next to each other. No, Viggo Mortensen looks like Viggo Mortensen, okay, because <laughs> of Lord of the Rings. And so I don't accept him having lookalikes. You can't put anyone else in the role of Aragorn, including in the rumored remakes of Lord of the Rings, which I will not be okay with if they cast someone else because he has a lot of Aragorn energy. I feel like you just have to see the person in a role that you connect with and then the first person that you see, whether they look like somebody else or not, is the person that you attach to. It's not me connecting with it. It's about how much Viggo Mortensen connected to the role of Aragorn. And how much you connected with him connecting with, his performance with the role. As Aragorn? Yeah. yeah. Those, are, uh, those are chicken and egg, though. I connect with his performance because of how well he connected with the character. I connect with his performance because it was a good performance. Not because of me being impressionable at the time. Um, that's chicken and egg right there. Mm, if I watched that movie for the first time right now, I'd be obsessed with it. For instance, like how I'm obsessed with Timothy Chalamet's performance in Little Women as Laurie. I think he's excellent. You haven't seen that version of Little Women. Flabbergasted. That is Thanks for listening. Get in the comments, gang, about (laughs) who looks like who. Let's wrap this up before we get more derailed with actors and actresses that look nothing alike. Get in the comments is a reference to a... um, like very online game show thing that you will never, you have never and will never watch. And no one's going to get the reference, but I'm, I'm going to say it more. I'm going to continue saying it sometimes. Go on. What other notes do we have about Molly's game? <laughs> you're, you're allowed to. Okay. Thank that you. was it. Did you, did you like it? Yes, I liked it. I could see myself watching it again. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I like a movie about poker. We didn't even talk, talk about my boy Harlan. Harlan, my actual boy, my guy, Harlan. And he then looks they just like Ed Harris. Him. I could not believe how they did Harlan. Well, this is, wait, is, he's the one who. He was the old guy who gambled away like all of his wife's uh, birthday parties and the stuff. The one that the guy wanted, the, that Player X was going to stake in the he future. Was, he yeah. had been staking him for yeah. a while, for a year or something. Yeah, they I like him, him. And yeah, they didn't do a very good job with that either. I mean, he was good in the movie and his part was written the way it was supposed to, but it stinks that his story was like that. Yeah, it'd be like that. I mean, I think that's what, that's the point of that is that that's one of the things that helps you realize that it's based on a book is because it's like, it'd be like that sometimes. No happy endings for everybody. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Now everybody can be getting happy endings. Just saying. Okay, I would, it held up great for me. I would continue to watch it probably once a year. Now, or whenever would I, get I have bored. preferred it if Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba had gotten together at the end of the movie? Yes. Also, I would have preferred even more if Idris Elba and Bryce Dallas Howard had gotten together at the end of the movie. I don't think they would have ever gotten together. But I would have preferred more Idris Elba anyways, just because yes, I, I like more him. Idris Elba. He mm-hmm. has a very presence about him that is... right. Hard to not watch when he's mm-hmm. on screen. It took him a little too long to figure out that she was telling the truth and that she was a good person and she was trying to defend people. I actually am surprised that he did figure it out because he wasn't asking. 
he was not asking questions. They were doing out some loud very sorkin back and forth dialogue, like, oh, yeah. I'm ignoring, I'm answering your question by asking a different, smarter question. Yeah. And we weren't tracking until right. he laid it out at the end when he figured out that she didn't want, she wanted to be in charge of how people collected the money that she had on the street. Right. Okay. Did you understand? Sorry, really, really quick. Let's Probably jump not. back. Did you understand the whole taking a rake? Kind of, but it didn't seem to be quite meaningful enough. Like 1% or 2% or whatever was like, you know, you're keeping a couple thousand bucks in a game where, I mean, there's millions of dollars right. issues on the Being hook for it. It didn't seem like it was doing enough for her to be worth the risk or worth yeah. the indemnification. And understanding that that's, the taking of the rake is literally the only thing that she was doing that put her in illegal territory. Right. Besides the drugs. Yeah. Well, yes. According to the game, I can't, I can't do anything about the drugs. Okay. Would see it again. I feel like we need to write that down. Jeremy, if your role is to just Google the stuff that we are talking about and then posting it in the group chat, um, that's a good role. That's you're doing the right thing. That's what as a producer you should be doing. And I appreciate it. But you do need a mic in front of you so you can occasionally chime in and agree with me about people looking alike. I don't think he's going to agree with you. He's shaking his head now. I'm just looking for occasional. It makes it all worth it when you guys are like, you know, actually I can see that one. When you get one that I can see, I will mm-hmm. definitely. That's all comment. I ask is that you sincerely evaluate each one as I bring them up and you don't just give me a blanket. Oh, it's going to be yeah, Rogi doesn't. He's bad at these lookalike things. That's all I ask. I'm going to say that you're bad at them, but I will truly evaluate them on a case by case basis. Okay, shoot. Who you're leaning is towards bad. the actress that plays Galadriel? Okay. Um, Kate, Kate Blanchett, Blanchett and Tilda yeah. Swinton. I buy that one. I can't tell which one is which sometimes. Tilda Swinton is the one that is bald. In the Avengers movies. Yes. Yes. And Kate Blanchett was in Monuments Men. Yes. Nailed it. That one I would agree with. Thank you. Just so you don't, you know, drop out of the podcast. Get in the comments, gang. <laughs> okay. We are done with Molly's game and we'll see you see you the next time. Goodbye. Bye.